Hello guys and welcome back to episode number 69 of the PT Education Podcast. You're just with me again, James, because Dan is away this week as well, but he will be 100% back in the game next week, so you have both of us to entertain you, but just myself again this week. And today is, again, another really, really important subject in my eyes. It's a type of subject that every person will be able to relate to. And I'm going to be speaking a lot about how to manage your mood and starting to understand your thoughts and your thought biases. We all have thoughts, many of them every single day, but we're not taught what ones to be aware of, what ones might be serving us, what ones might not be. We just go day to day and hope our brains give us what we want. And when I think about the mind and mental health, I do love comparing it to how we think about taking care of our physical health. And we know the best way to take care of our physical health is probably to exercise, to nourish it, to take care of it. And we know those things also help our mental well-being. But I do feel it's useful to have more awareness of how our minds are working every day, to develop some skills and some strategies in how to better manage our mental well-being, just in the same way we would our physical well-being. And we are a lot more aware now in the health industry of our mental well-being, but it's something we tend to sort of quickly talk about and then move on. I don't know if we really discuss it with the credit that it deserves. I think that's because it's quite subjective. To some people, it might seem a little bit fluffy. It might not seem as important. And if you're taking care of your physical health, as I mentioned, it's a massive positive to your psychological well-being. But today's podcast will have the first part of me explaining a little bit more about trying to manage low mood and maybe things you can do to help pull yourself out and away from low days. And then the second part will be, will be me explaining a little bit more about what I mean about thought biases, what they are, and maybe how we can be more aware and manage them better. So essentially, at the core of it, we can still move forward in a positive direction in our lives. And that's really at the core of all of my philosophies is, can we have healthy, meaningful, fulfilling life? I think that's what we all really want, but we need to develop skills and we need to learn, we need to have some education, and that's what this podcast is all about. As I've alluded to a second ago, it's important to remember that everything is connected. So if you're helping your mind, you're helping your physical body. If you're having your physical body, you're helping your mind. It's all one, it's all connected. And we think about any mental skill, I think about it as a life skill. I think it's things we should be taught about at school. But a mental skill is the same as a physical skill. I'm sure everyone listening would appreciate that when you first learn any physical activity, we're not particularly good. It takes time, energy and practice. Quite a lot of patience. But it's the same if you're trying to get better at understanding yourself 
and your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviours and just your internal dialogue, that will take some energy and some effort. But if you can start to see the value you'll get out of that, which is essentially, in a nutshell, having a better life, I think you'll see it's worth putting some energy into. So as you learn more from me or anyone who's into understanding psychology and mental well-being, is you'll start to have better ways of coping in life, better ways of coping with struggle. You'll better be more resilient. You'll essentially have better mental tools so you can have a stronger mind. And that will allow you to cope with all of your daily life stresses so much more effectively. And any tools that I share or education that I give, it's there to help you navigate or swerve or just take a hit from life, but still get back up. To me, the ability to take a hit and keep moving forward is resilience at the heart of it. And if we, have, we are more resilient, I feel like we're going to be able to create a better life for ourselves. Now, what this stuff doesn't do is take away discomfort. Just because you've got a strong mindset and a resilient mindset doesn't take away any mental suffering. It doesn't take away mental hardship. It just allows you to cope with it better. That's really important because from the outside, we think that people who are mentally strong, and however we choose to, to view that from our own belief system, sometimes we have the narrative that they must not feel the same intense emotions or they must not feel mental hardship or suffering. And when we break it down, they do in different ways because humans experience things differently. But everyone will experience some mental struggle in their lives. That's a part of being human. So it won't take that away. But it might allow you to realign yourself into a more positive path, a more fulfilling path when you are going through difficulties. So essentially, it doesn't take your problems away. It allows you to navigate them better. So low days. We all have days when we feel a little bit low, a little bit more flat. While that is normal, and while we all experience that to different intensities, of different frequencies, it's useful to have some ideas in how we can manage, maybe even pull ourselves out of these low times. I've mentioned a lot about the emotional elements on previous podcasts. I'm not going to bang that drum too much. But as I've alluded to, a really great place to start is the low hanging fruit. Anything that affects your physiology can affect your mood. So this is where these kind of health pillars really come into play. How many times in life have you felt a little bit low, a little bit flat because you've been sleeping badly, because you've been drinking too much alcohol, because your diet isn't the best, you're eating too much, too little, more processed food, not enough good quality food, you're dehydrated. 
you're not exercising, you're not moving as much, or you're doing too much exercise. We've probably all been in some of those situations at times of our lives. And it's important to have that awareness to go, oh, I know I'm feeling a little bit low today, not been sleeping that well recently. Okay, we start to understand it. You, you can start to recognize it and validate it rather than judge the mood. And then as I move on in a second, you can have some ideas on how you can pull yourselves out of it. So look at that low hanging fruit. Have some water, have some good quality food, do some exercise. That gets so many of us so much further down the path before we even think about any of these micro strategies. I think of this stuff as macro. Get your physical health in the best place and your mental health will, or your mind will really thank you. Another part of it, guys, is probably to be aware of your daily routines. I think a lot of people can be incredibly disorganized. Don't always put plans together to think about the next day or the week. And they kind of, everything is off the cuff. That becomes very stressful and very demanding in what is already a demanding and difficult life for a lot of us in our busy modern world. So you can't take away the stresses, but you might be able to manage them better mentally in terms of help your mood if you're a bit more organized. So many clients say to me, if I get up in time, I've got a day after a good start. I'm like, right, well, what happens before that? It's going to bed on time, it's having a good evening routine. Then they're like, right, I get up in time, you know, I have some breakfast or I go for a walk or I do sort the kids out, whatever it might be. Everything feels more organized for them. It's amazing how much more positive they feel when they're taking these positive actions. It's easier to do when you're more organized. The reason I highlight the low hanging fruit and the physiology side is realizing that your emotions are very closely linked to the state of your body. Better state your body's in, the better you'll be able to manage a low mood. Next thing, guys, is probably develop slightly greater, better level of self-awareness. So you've got your emotions, you've got your behaviours, you've got your thoughts. They all influence each other. Your behaviours will influence your thoughts. Your thoughts might influence your emotions. Your emotions might influence your thoughts and your thoughts may influence your behaviours. Or your thoughts might affect your behaviours and your behaviours might affect your emotions. So you can see there, guys, they are all, all influencing each other. And where kind of the cognitive behavioural therapy model will come into play is it will go, right, where should we focus on first? Do we look at some of the emotional element, which I've talked about a little bit in the past? Do we think more about the behaviours? That's what a lot of coaches and PTs are really good at. Let's get some good behaviours in place. It's amazing the knock-on effect that has to your emotions and your thoughts about yourself and about what you're capable of. Or do we just need to think about the thoughts? And in the second part of today's podcast, I'm going to create so much more awareness for you guys around your thoughts and what kind of thoughts and thought biases may not be serving you. And I know you'll be able to relate to every single one. And the last point here with the moves is something I'm a really big believer of, is trying to keep up 
with the meaningful activities and experiences in your life. So important, even when you are feeling low. And for a lot of people, that might start with their important relationships. Can they still spend time with the people that are important in their lives, even if they are feeling a little bit low? Can you still spend time on your health and prioritising your health, even if you feel a bit low? Can you still focus on your career or anything, any kind of um, activity like study or anything to do with your work that you really get inspiration and enjoyment from and a real sense of validation from that can be really positive for your mood. And any activity, anything you enjoy doing that you've got currently in your life or something that you want in your life, whatever it might be, walking, swimming, fishing, whatever, going shopping, if you enjoy it and you get a lot out of it, can you still keep doing those things? And what you'll find is that by doing those things, that can help pull you out of that negative place. I think it's really important to acknowledge that your low mood can go on a cycle. And that cycle will continue unless you're unable to break it. So you have a low mood, you eat some poor food, you have low energy, then you're less likely to exercise or do activity. And then that causes low mood and the cycle continues. So breaking that cycle is absolutely vital if you to pull yourself out of that negative loop or spiral. Okay, guys, that's just scraping the surface on your mood, but I do feel that's some absolute key points for you to reflect on and think about in your own lives or of the people around you. So thought biases, I've been alluding to this in the podcast already. We all have thoughts. Every single day, many, many thoughts. Some helpful, some hurtful, some useful, some pretty unuseful thoughts. And when we are feeling low and flat, we're not taking good care of our overall well-being, it's far easier for us to fuse and connect with negative thoughts. And we know that our moods will massively influence how we view and think about a situation. We all know times when we thought about a situation quite negatively, 24 hours later, it's the same situation, but you've given it a total different narrative. You can see it from a total different perspective. What we're saying there is in the moment, you had a thought bias. And we're going to, I'm going to talk about seven biases very quickly, and you'll be able to relate to all of them. They're all connected in their own ways. And I know that there's probably not one that you haven't experienced in your life. With all this stuff, number one is awareness. And for me to help you become more aware is education. And it's what you decide to do with these tools. Even if only 2% of this podcast goes in, 2%. And you just think about one of these thought biases that can massively impact how you choose to use thoughts or not use them, depending on how they are and the decisions and behaviours you have in your life. It's a game changer. So number one is the thought bias that we start to make assumptions, 
start to make assumptions around what other people are thinking or feeling. How many times have you done that? You've come up with these thoughts, these stories in your head that you can't eliminate. Lots of people are just think positively, just think positively. You're going to have unhelpful thoughts. They're going to pop into your head from time to time. A lot of the thoughts we have will have some sort of negative bias towards them. But what we try to do there, we're trying to mind read. We're trying to guess on what other people are thinking. If we realise that's just a guess, that's just a bias, and we start to understand that maybe these thoughts aren't as factual as we choose to believe they are, then they have less power over us, less influence over us. They can make a big difference, especially in our relationships. Number two is the overgeneralization thought bias. So again, we start to fuse with negative thoughts based upon one negative experience. Let's think of the example of getting up in the morning, something's gone wrong. You know, there's been a, a problem. There's been a, a challenge or stressor beginning part of your day. And then you have these thoughts in your head and this belief that the rest of the day isn't going to be good because something has already gone wrong. It's just going to be one of those days. Well, those thoughts can start to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe you can relate to having a relationship breakup and you can have some really unhelpful emotional thoughts in the early stage of that breakup. Maybe it's thinking about the fact that you might be on your own forever or all men or all women are like this, whatever the unhelpful thought might be. And we probably know those are quite irrational, more emotional thoughts. But it's very easy to stay connected with them and that can really limit our future opportunities. Number three, guys, is egocentric thinking. This is a really interesting one because we start to judge others. We start to judge others for our own thoughts and judgments about how they're acting, about how they're behaving from our own lens, from our own biases. We're judging people on our own set of values. And we struggle to even entertain different perspectives and thoughts that might be going on with them because we're so glued in our own ego. Number four, which links into all of these, is the emotional reasoning bias. So we're not able to separate reality and logic from our emotions. So essentially, you're feeling a certain way, so it is a certain way. You're feeling a certain way, so you give everything a very emotional, emotive narrative. We've all done that at times. We feel a little bit low, a little bit flat, a bit more emotional. We think more negatively. But that is an emotional bias. Very rarely are these emotional narratives factual. It's just a story that's come up because you're, you're feeling stressed, tired, upset, angry, resentful, whatever. Those uncomfortable emotions are coming up. So you have some uncomfortable thoughts to go along with it. Next is all or nothing thinking. Again, this links into a lot of this stuff because a lot of these thought biases are very dogmatic. They're very fixed. And the all or nothing thinking bias would be like, 
if I don't achieve this this week or this day, it's a failure. And what you're not able to do, which is the next bias, is you're not able to entertain the grey. So all or nothing thinking is very similar to black and white thinking. Very similar. So black and white thinking would be not entertaining the grey, the uncertainty of life, the uncertainty of the situation, the uncertainty in your own opinions and perspectives. You're not able to challenge yourself critically. We know if you're going to go through any sort of higher education, one thing they really encourage is critical thinking. To be able to challenge and think about a different or a different person's perspectives, different person's beliefs, different person's set of evidence in a critical, objective way. Well, it's nice to do it with our own thoughts and go, you know what, that thought is pretty unhelpful. Can I be a bit critical? Can I challenge my own unhelpful thoughts? We're very good at challenging other people's thoughts, but how often do we actually challenge other people's? Uh, so how often do we challenge our own thoughts? We're good at changing other people's, but not so good on our own. And the last one, guys, I've smashed through these, is the mental filter. And you'll see, again, this all connects. So you're only, you're only able to focus on, on the negatives. Any other positive narrative, positive thought that contradicts your unhelpful negative thought, you won't even entertain. It is this, this is a negative situation. So again, it's that black and white thinking. This is negative. It's all negative. There are no positives in there at all. And any situation that, that you're in is never all good or all bad. It's a combination of both. There might be some negative stuff in there, but we can choose to fuse and connect and attach those negatives, or we can go, look, I can accept that those are the negatives. I can accept the uncomfortable emotions that come along with those negatives, but I choose to connect and attach with the helpful thoughts, the thoughts that are going to move me forward, the thoughts that are going to help me progress. That's what I choose to do. It's a choice. But it's also a skill that has to be developed and fine-tuned over time. And the more difficult and challenging situations you go through, the more struggles you go through, the more opportunities you have to practice these psychological skills so think of thoughts as just stories realize we can't eliminate them and realize they're probably more likely to become negative and can condition to us in some ways when we're stressed worn out and run down sometimes we just need a bit of space to be able to air those emotions you or the people you work with people you spend time with but realize they're just getting that emotional side out and I need to spend time at re-engaging with more of a logical, helpful way of viewing this situation. Depending on the challenge, depending on the struggle, it depends on how difficult it is to get to that place. So thoughts are definitely not facts, okay? They really are just one possible idea. They are often biased. And if you're struggling with thoughts right now, struggling with unhelpful thoughts, see if you can do this for me. See if you can try and take them a little bit less literally. 
a little bit less seriously. Go, well, I'm having that thought. It's okay. I, I, I'm going to accept that I'm thinking it, but actually, this is a silly thought. I don't know where, where I've got it from. Just try and, you know, try and take it with a little bit more lightheartedness if you can. And I know that can be easier in some situations than others. It's a nice thing to do. It's a lot easier to do when you're calmer. So you will need some space, guys. You will need some time to, to reflect on your thoughts. You will need to catch yourself in the moment if you can. And you get to decide which are the helpful ones that allow you to move forward with your life and which are the unhelpful ones that essentially are holding you back from living a meaningful and fulfilling life. Okay, guys, I really hope you found it useful. And I have crammed in a lot there. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to send me a DM on Instagram at James Shireby, Shireby spelled S-H-I-R-E-B-Y, or send us a, a message via PT Education. I will answer back personally, or if they're really good questions, I'm happy to expand more on these subjects around mental health, around your mood, around your thoughts. Anything around personal development, psychology and mental well-being, I'm here to support you guys in your personal and professional journey. As always, guys, really appreciate you spending the time and putting the energy in to listen. Your feedback is always appreciated because this is for you at the end of the day. And Dan will be back with me next week, back in the game for some more entertaining stuff, I'm sure. Have a fantastic end of your week. And I will speak to you next week.